welcome to This is Spinal Lap, a podcast on the thrilling world of motorsports, presented by your pedestrian host, Greg Mefford, only on the Ignotainment Media Network. Now, the most fantastically ordinary guy in broadcasting, Greg Mefford. Thank you, and uh, welcome to the very first episode of uh, This is Spinal Lap. I very much appreciate anybody that's taken the time to stream this or download it onto whatever device you're using. Um, it, uh, it, it, uh, it's a great honor to, to have this opportunity to present this show to you. You can find us uh, as we go forward here. We are definitely available in other social mediums. Uh, we do have a Facebook page, so please, by all means, take a look uh, at uh, This is Spinal Lap. On Facebook, we will post uh, various upcoming events and or future podcasts as we go and or any insider information that uh, we find interesting, we'll post there. We also have a Twitter handle, at Spinal Lap, so we will use that as a, as a way to beacon out information on what's going on. And uh, soon, and probably by the time this actually is fully uploaded and available, we will have actually a website too, which will be uh, www.spinallap.com, which will also allow you to... Uh, pull down this uh, podcast and and as well also stream it, I believe, and listen to it. Uh, for those of you that are um, not on the iOS system or, or, or more specifically don't have uh, iPhones, it is available also on the Android platform at uh, stitcher.com. If you get that app and search This Is Spinal App, you'll also be able to find this. So uh, if you're listening to this, you figured that out. But anybody else that you'd like to forward it to or or, or would like to pass this along to, uh, by all means, uh, use any of those uh, outlets to do so. So with that in mind, uh, what, what I'd like to do with this show, uh, since there are any number of uh, pundits and, 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 and experts out there that talk about motorsport from how the camber set on the car to uh, the safer barriers to whatever you may have, I don't want to go there when talking about motorsport because I'm, I'm just a passionate fan. Uh, a pedestrian one, as it says in the intro there. And I'd like to kind of take this into a conversational mode where we bring on uh, different uh, experts and or other fans, more specifically, in, in, in various genres of, of motorsport. And when I use the word motorsport, I'm making reference to what you typically would, would come to mind, certainly here in the United States, that being NASCAR, uh, Formula One, IndyCar and MotoGP are kind of the top of mind um, for me, and those are the things that we will probably talk about as each and, and every one of those seasons start to kick off, um, and maybe even get into a little bit of sports car talk. Uh, I do happen to have uh, connections to people who, who actually have driven in and participated in the 24-hour Daytona and the 24-hour Le Mans, and so at some point, I hope to get them on this podcast as well. But before we get into more of the details of that, I just wanted to kind of outlay this as being a, a form of entertainment and hopefully educational for those of you who who think all motorsport is, for the most part, in, in some of the bigger race series is just turning left and going fast. There's a lot more to it. And I think as we talk to some of our distinguished uh, panelists and experts, I think you, you, you'll find that as, as, as we talk. And with that in mind, the, the racing season has officially kicked off, as it does in every February with the, the Daytona 500 this, this most recent Sunday. And so from that, it, it, what I thought we would do is start the conversations here on This is Spinal Lap with NASCAR itself. And I've invited in uh, a passionate NASCAR fan, 
uh, one who has participated in, in a fantasy league that um, I've, I've created over the last few years and unfortunately has done better than me in it um, over the last few years. And uh, I, I introduce to you uh, Mr. Gannon Diggs. Gannon, how you doing? Good. How are you? D- Gannon's calling in from uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Um, right. He's the only guy I know in Kentucky. So, um, th- 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 you know, it was natural that anybody in Kentucky likes NASCAR, right, Gannon? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Good old stereotype. Uh, we, we, need to, we need to play those up. So, yeah. So, um, but no, Gannon is definitely a very passionate uh, NASCAR fan. And so, so with that, why are you a passionate NASCAR fan? Uh Good question. Um, you know, I, I I was actually fortunate enough. I think it was probably mid nineties. Uh, my dad had some connections through Anheuser Busch, and uh, we got to go to Talladega. I don't remember what it was actually. The race was actually called back then, but this is back when Gordon was still a rookie and and Earnhardt was on the throne, and uh, we got garage passes and pit passes both. So I showed up at the track. I only knew. Of Gordon and Earnhardt, really, but we uh, we were kind of right in the middle of it all. And I remember this t- particular Talladega race; there was uh, like a two-hour rain delay, so we got to pretty much hang out in the garage area with all the drivers. And me, not knowing who they were, I kind of just approached them as as everyday Joes. I wasn't like starstruck or anything, so I got to have some pretty, you know personal conversations i guess if you will because i wasn't all starstruck and everything and that that in itself just just learning the drivers uh talking to the drivers and realizing they were pretty down-to-earth guys a little bit different now it's a little bit more showy but uh that kind of got me hooked um and and go ahead no no and how old were you when 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 you had that experience i was I don't know, 18, 19 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, so old enough to not like you're the little kid with the hat getting autographed. You actually right. could sit and have conversation with them. Wow. Right. Well, I got some autographs. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Half the people I didn't know. I was like, hey, yeah, go ahead and sign this. But uh, just being right there, um, it just kind of and, – and being around it and being that up close and personal with it, it just – it just I was hooked. I was, that was it. I was done. Well, and what a great opportunity too because I, I know from my own experiences with the rain delays – yeah, they really don't have much to do because no. everything has been set up. So you really do get to see them in a in a very unique environment at that point. You know, like they they actually want to occupy themselves. I think you know by yeah. by not no. yeah. they're chilling. I remember being under you know some big tent garage area, and they're all just kind of sitting around BSing with each other and very approachable. Um, of course, we had like name tags and stuff or badges or whatever, but yeah. Um, to be able to experience it like that, and that being my first experience, I mean, it was amazing. And so, so it's interesting that you bring up Jeff Gordon. Now, yeah. was was that his rookie? You're saying that was his rookie year. So we're I don't talking- think it, it wasn't his rookie year, but he was still considered like the guy that was the the new guy that no one liked that that was kind of moving in on Earnhardt's turf, if you will. Uh huh. So um, got it. Yeah, because because and to bring that up because it, it's it's sort of. I think sort of fitting relative to this season, given that this is now his swan song season. Yeah, that's you it. Know, and that's it. and um, it makes us realize how old we are. I think is what yeah. that does. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I was I was commenting to somebody. Um, I think uh, after the race that it's weird to think that, like you, I saw him very early in his career. I had the opportunity to actually be at the inaugural Brickyard that he won. 
okay. uh, which was his second race win, I think, in his career at that point, and obviously mm-hmm. the biggest at that point to date. And and he'll right. he'll argue between that and you know the, the the brickyards and and as you write as you said about Talladega, they don't call it the brickyard anymore, but. Um, you know that and, and his Daytona 500 wins have been some of sure. you know the biggest well, deals. He's, he's uh, what's he from California, but then moved to Indiana. Yeah, Pittsburgh or something like that. Indiana is where he kind of cut his teeth, I think, on the dirt tracks in the Midwest before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so it's funny that you say that, and and you know, and it's interesting because because you saw him back when he was a skinny kid then with a mustache, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, the you know? mustache. That's right. Yeah, and and now looking at him, and to your point, I think you know the evolution of the sport. Is certainly the dollars that have been in it yeah. uh, since then. You know, he he actually I think would be a fascinating guy to talk to now, mm-hmm. and, and and the last you know whatever it is fourteen or eighteen years of his career and, and mm-hmm. the evolutions that have occurred. Oh, know. it's all changed, right? Yeah, totally. So so Talladega is the first one. So you saw Super Speedway. Um, it's all Super Speedway, yeah. A lot of speed because at that time they didn't have the restrictor plates. So no. No. so. Um, that kind of I had I had that question loaded. Like, what was your first race? So, what was your second race that that, that you went to? After that, um, again, my dad and I both were hooked. Um, he managed to get uh, Daytona 500 tickets. Oh wow! And this was um, what year did Earnhardt win? Whatever year it was, ninety eight, ninety nine. We actually were there when Earnhardt won it. So my second race. <laughs> was watching Dale Earnhardt win the Daytona 500, which was like, wow, this was amazing. And I remember we, it was my, my mom and my dad and I, my mom was just like not really interested at all at yeah. the time that my dad and I were like going nuts because we had the opportunity to very, it was just a brief conversation with yeah. Earnhardt, but just enough to where like, oh, this, this guy's amazing. So of course we became Earnhardt fans and uh-huh. then to watch him win it and to be there and see, you still see the, the clips on TV now, and, and for us to actually be there was uh, was really really cool. Did you have all access like you did at Talladega? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Okay. We had seats, but no, not not all access. Got it. So, so what is it about 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 that experience at Talladega specifically? I know you talked about the drivers, but what but what what is the hooking mechanism to 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 go into a live motorsport event for you? You know, it's hard to explain. It's kind of like you got to go to really appreciate the sport. Um, because, like I said, I showed up and was just like, oh, this will be a bucket list thing. This will be cool to do. But I think just being there, um, of course, the sounds, the smells, you know, all the senses are kind of fired up. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to put into words. And I know to someone who's never been or isn't a fan, they're probably, you know, whatever. But you really got to go to experience it to really – to be able to really um, – I don't know what I'm trying to say here to uh, – to really explain it, you got to experience it. You no, to. I, I would agree with you. I mean, you know, it, it's something um, I related a lot, and I'll have this debate a lot with colleagues um, who who are just like, you know, whatever, it's boring. And, mm-hmm. and I said, well, if you go to a race, and especially if you go with somebody who 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 is in, enthusiastic about it, mm-hmm. um, you. You sort of become part of the event itself because you are so close to it, and you make yeah. you make the point, and I think it's very valid. Um, no matter what, and I've been to a lot of the motor speedways, but no matter where you are, the, the roar, the sound, you're right. There's a yeah. smell aspect to it, and if you're close enough, you know uh, where you sit with the wrecks, you can smell rubber and brake oh, dust, yeah. and you know yeah. you, you are in in a roundabout way, you're a participant in the event in some ways too. Yeah. You know, and then more specifically, if you see something like you did with history with Earnhardt. Um, you know, or somebody early on in their career get a win, like you did with with Jeff Gordon. It, it, it you know, it 
there's something about it. And then when you watch it on TV thereafter, mm-hmm. you, you, you have an appreciation. And I re- what I relate it to a lot is like golf. Yeah. If exactly. you've never played golf, you really can't watch it on TV. Right. Because right. you, you're, you're just sort of like – miserable. Yeah. What in Sam – I mean, why do you want to watch a guy hit a ball and walk up to it? And, and unless you've done it, yep. you, you can't really – you know. and, and, and I, I think you're right. I do think that motorsport, there is something about going um, and, and participating there. That you know – Go ahead. I was going to say too, um, what really flipped the switch for me as far as the experience – is um and i've taken a few people to kentucky speedway up here yeah uh, or down here um is to use the headset to actually listen to the communication between the teams and the drivers and realize that they're not just turning left and and that to me was really cool to be able to have the headsets you know that you can rent at the tracker yeah. the diehard fans actually own them but that really gets you involved because you can flip back and forth to different drivers uh, if there's a a wreck or a pass or a, if one of them uh, i don't know if it's an aggressive driving to be able to flip to that driver and listen and it's like it's like you're in the car with them yeah no 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 i i completely agree and i'm one of those dorks that has a scanner you had and your- um and i do think that that's the last thing is that that actually makes you even more of a participant in the event yeah. because suddenly you are listening to the guy complain about somebody that has done something in the race mm-hmm. or i've got a piss is it okay for me to yeah. piss in my red suit yeah. Um, you or know, back yeah. It, it, so. it, no, I mean, you know, it, no, but you're right. And, and and I do think that 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 makes it unique. Like we can't hear uh, right. what the coach is saying to the quarterback in the NFL now with the radios. But but at the at the at the racetrack, you can hear it all and yeah. expletives and everything. Yeah. That's um, the, you know, that, that are going on. It's like you're you're it's a different it's a different type of, uh, of involvement when you can actually hear. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen to the conversations for sure. And like I said, when I when I take people, um, that's that's like a must. I'm like, we have to. It it, it completely. I don't say completely. It, it makes a different experience though when you actually are dialed in and can hear them. And that's like a, like I said, it's a must. When I take someone, I'm like, yeah, we got to go rent some headphones and you got to be able dialed in. And I think the cool thing about it, the two people that I took had never been. They weren't fans. And just thought, all right, this will be cool. We'll go. We'll drink. We'll party. Whatever. It's NASCAR. It's redneck. It'll be fun. And and to to then watch them really get in with like ten laps to go, have the headset on, or tap me and be like, oh my gosh, did you hear what you know, uh, Tony Stewart just said or whatever? It's 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 kind of cool. No, I couldn't agree with you. I mean, it, it, I think it's a must. You have to have a radio. Yeah, uh, or especially for for the five hundred mile type races, oh, you know, yeah, to know to know sure. what's going on. But uh, sure. I, I couldn't agree with you more. D- is there any? Okay, so so you've done, and I've done this many a time myself too. When I take when I take you know racing virgins, uh, for lack of a better term, to a mm. race, there are mm. things. There are a few things that I make them all do. I'll share one of them. But is there beyond the headset? Because I agree with that. I have all that too. And at first, people are my friends are often um, like. This uh, you look like a dork with that because I've got the one with the little mic right that you can you can hit and talk and all my buddies at first are kind of like weird with putting it on and then as you get closer to race time because I'll listen to the you know as you know because um, um, one of these days you'll be able to accompany to it I'm I've gone to the Indy 500 for the last 20 years or so and there's all sorts of stuff that goes on before the race and you kind of want to hear it because that place yeah. is huge yeah. and you can't see and hear it so you get on the radio broadcast the radio right the- so I'll put it on early 
mm-hmm. that's when not as many people are around. And so guys are like a little reluctant, even my daughters who love going, but they're like reluctant to put it on until race time comes around. And then everybody nowadays has them. So you almost look weird not having a headset on, you know, when mm-hmm. you're, whereas. That's, that's very true. Yeah. But you have to have them and yeah. in order to do it. But is there anything else that you make the guys do? Because I, I have one thing in particular that I, I, I absolutely insist on somebody doing. Um, aside from buying the first round, um, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no ritual. No, right. not really. Well, I'll share with you mine. What I do, whether I go, um, uh, and just for, for the sake of, of people listening to this, we, uh, as, as I said, Gannon's in, in Lexington, I'm in, in the St. Louis uh, area. And so we have Gateway International here in, in St. Louis that has uh, truck races, and we've had um, whatever they're calling it now. I'm going to make reference to it as the Nationwide. Yeah. I uh, Xfinity, I, actually. I'm looking at something here on my computer. It's an Xfinity series now. What is Xfinity? What, uh, what is that? Uh, I don't know. I think, it's a, I think it's a radio network maybe, you know, uh, yeah. or it's, it's Sirius. Yeah, so I'm guessing that it's it's satellite radio. I still, it call it Bush. I still call it Bush. They, I, no, I, I graduated to Nationwide myself. I'm, yeah. I'm willing to go there. So. What I'm, whether I do that or, or any of my guests that, that have not done it before and, and coming with me to the Indy 500, when the first yellow comes out, um, and in particular, because I always buy seats very high up in the grandstand so you get a full yeah. view of the oval, and my Indy seats are as high yep. as you can get. Yep. So it's a long walk to go down. Um, I'll say, okay, you're going to take a bathroom break right now, and you're going <laughs> to go down, and you're going to take care of business, and you're not coming back up here until it goes green. But what I want you to do is stand next to the fence when, as they as they line you know, the pace cars lights are going to go out. That's going to signal to you that on the next lap they're 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 going to punch it. And I want you to stand next to that fence and then come up here and tell me how cool this is. And, oh. and to a person, especially yes. at Indy, yeah, because even I still do it because it, it it scares me. You know yeah. how fast they're going, even yeah. at a place like Gateway or Kentucky, which is not dissimilar to the layout the way Gateway is right. here. And and it, you know when when you know forty three of them or thirty three at Indy come by the wind the smell and, and and just like God if something flew off this car and hit me in the head it, it would yeah, it uh, could kill me yeah you know yeah. um it, it is just a mind blowing experience and all, everybody comes back wide eyed like God that was so cool and I'm like yeah isn't it I mean it's that, it, it blows your mind yeah I, I do stand corrected that's that's not like a, it's a must it's it is a must it's not yeah. like a, initiation but i took uh, a co-worker last year to kentucky and i said let's go down track side same thing caution when they go green and uh it was it was hilarious i, t- I made him take his headset off and when they came by <laughs> oh, yeah. like, it, st- it startled him he jumped back like it was like that loud yeah and then to go by that's that's really cool no it is you know the wind coming off the cars and everything i mean yeah and, and you're like you know wow you know how 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 in in Indies even more so because it's two thirty and two forty and it's just like you, 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 you blow. I mean, it's breathtaking actually. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're thinking like, how can a human being control that and or have to concentrate on, yeah. on not messing up? And then's got you know, you know, thirty some plus other competitors out there to worry about as he's doing. Right. It. You know, the skill level is just unbelievable, and that's. Well, I mean, you. We talked on the phone earlier about uh, doing the driving experience and and knowing that you know how how great that was and to think that they're probably doing 40 to 50 miles an hour more than what we're we're driving just on the track you know yeah no it's true well and I, it, i'm glad you just led me there because that's my I'm next question no 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 it's good it's good actually no uh, um i was going to lead into that so so naturally as you've evolved in 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 the fandom space 
You've mm-hmm. had the opportunity to do that. So, so what, what, what was it? What was it for you? Uh, you know, um, one when you did it, what kind of appreciation did you have for it after you? You, you did a you know a racing where you actually drove um, you know a, a cup car an older cup car basically is what you got into. Yeah, yeah. Well, the experience itself was it was I mean it was amazing. I I, I know I'm kind of a geek about this, but I've always said that that would be my like dream job to to race and to be able to do that. And I wasn't racing. There were a few there were several cars out there, but it wasn't like you were racing. You were just experiencing going around the track at you know 160 miles an hour. Um, that in itself was, it was scary, but it was, it was, oh my God, it was awesome. But the one thing that kind of freaked me out that I thought, um, how, I guess the hand-eye coordination, but there's no peripheral vision. You couldn't see, I couldn't see to the right or the left of me. You're basically straight ahead. And I had a a spotter, as you know, I I think you said that they, they tell you, you know, what you're doing and how you're doing. And they have actually lines that you're supposed to run. But that was the thing. I was like, holy shit, how the hell can these guys – I'm doing like 160. I couldn't imagine Daytona, Talladega doing you know, 200, 200 miles, mile, miles an hour yeah. with no peripheral vision, with just the spotter. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I thought, God almighty, these guys got some balls to be able to do this. Um, that was what was like impressive for me. And then like you and I talked about, to be able to push an automobile – I say automobile, but a car – to that level and to go into the banking. I know the banking at Kentucky isn't anything like Daytona or Talladega, but to be able to maneuver a car like that, I was so impressed with how well the car handled because you feel like you're going to blow out the right side when you turn left. But yeah. to, for that thing to just stick to the track the way it did was just uh, crazy. Yeah, it's phenomenal. When you realize how how much true mechanical grip there is in a car, yeah. I mean, that's what I, yeah. I learned too when I did it is like yeah. – we don't even we don't we don't even nearly even the most basic K car, you, you know you you hear the tire squeal and you still quite haven't really pushed the car to to what right. it's capable of doing and and these that are geared to turn the direction you're turning in I mean when when you pull out and I and, and I've not driven one I've driven open wheel um, mm-hmm. uh, Formula Mazdas I've not I've, I've done a ride around in right. a cup car but I've not actually driven it but I but I noticed when the guy pulled out it's already like he's got to in order to go straight he's actually got to turn the wheel cuz the camber set so it, it naturally wants to turn you know and mm-hmm. so those babies just sit nicely into the corner you know oh, and, yeah. and, and 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 run um so were you scared at all um when you got real close to those walls you know yeah the first couple of laps but I uh just a little side story. I think I, I may have told you this or not. They You spend like 45 minutes in a classroom and they tell you exactly what you need to do and what line you need to run. And they actually have, they have fluorescent, I don't know if it's tape, I guess it's big tape or paint, um, pinks on the inside, greens on the outside. And you're supposed to run in that line and they tell you exactly, you know, you, you, you can see it when you're driving where your, your lane is, if you will. Okay. And uh, I did uh, like three laps ride along with the driver and before we got in he said all right the first couple laps i'm going to run my line and and his line is i think would probably be equivalent to maybe what the race line is what the race line is right that's your most speed you're diving into the turns and you're you know accelerating out of the turns and you're going right up against the wall and so you know i'm all jazzed up and i'm like yeah whatever okay and so i'm sitting there riding shotgun and i'm watching i'm paying more attention to his line than I am the the line I'm supposed to run. Yeah. So I hop in mine and and I just took off and uh, 
immediately just went to his line. Uh-huh. And Spotter's like, I was driving the number five car, and he's like, number five, you need to make sure you stay inside the line. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and kept going and ran another lap in his line. I'm not diving down into the turn and zipping back up. And finally, he's like, number five, if, if you don't run your line, we're yanking your ass off this track. And I was yeah. like, okay, I guess I better. I mean, I paid money to do this. I better go ahead and, and get in their line. Yeah, but, I was going to say, I, for, for what I know, those costs, you definitely don't want to make the day go early. You know, no, they, they, yeah, no, so, yeah. no. I mean, I'd been kicked off of several go-kart tracks, but I figured I don't want to add this to my resume. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, that's an awesome experience. So, um uh, so, so have you attended any other kind of, I mean, have you gone to, um, any other forms of, of motorsport racing, like where you've attended, you know, Formula One or uh, not Formula One. I grew up, um, in Southern Illinois, right on the Indiana border and Hobstadt has a, a track, a dirt track. I actually saw, um, Kenny Schrader run, um, late models there Okay, and, and actually Gordon has run there before, um, so we would go every Sunday, I say every Sunday, but several Sundays in the summer and go to dirt track racing. And I always thought that was cool. And this was before I actually went to Talladega. Uh-huh. But just, yeah, just the same thing, smell, sound. Um, yeah. That gave me a, an appreciation for it. But I've never done anything, no indie, um, nothing like that, just uh, uh, NASCAR and then a little bit of the dirt track racing. Yeah, you know, the, the dirt track stuff's fascinating too i've been to several races i've gone to a world of outlaws event oh yeah uh, you know what's that guy's name uh steve the, like the the earnhardt of dirt track steve oh i quaker, should know this quaker state driver yeah totally exactly he ran cup for a couple of years there and then he's back at it um yeah and and uh yeah, i should know that um he, I'll he think later i'll yell it out like we um we went and and I'd not been to World of Outlaws. I'd been to a couple of dirt track races, but not World of Outlaws. And and I was with a couple of buddies who, who we you know we've we've gone to Gateway a couple of times together and stuff like that. And um, we we sit down and there's a guy next to us in ski goggles, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and and so we're all like, okay, okay, yeah. you know, who's Mad Max over here? You know what's going on? God, you know what what a moron. Well, that first lap comes around. Yeah. And you can't see shit because yep. it's like snow and mud. Yep. And you look over at that guy and you go, that's the smartest yeah, guy I know. Because literally yep. we've all said next time we go, we're bringing goggles. Because yep. for three laps, you, you, it throws so much dirt in the air. It's insane, you know, uh, which is part of the experience too, you know. I yeah. Mean, those we, are a lot of fun. It's fun, funny you say that because the first uh, dirt track race that I went to, uh, me and my buddy showed up and we didn't know. We were just – uh, we just figured, man, this sounds like again something cool to do in small town. And uh, we show up, and we notice um, right at turn one, the bleachers. There's not a lot of seats there. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck, these are these are these are great seats. Let's yeah. just go here. And as yeah. soon as those things fired up, it looked we were pelted. We were covered. Yeah. In mud. I was like, ah, exactly. That's why they're not seats. Exactly there. not. That's the exact same experience we had. I'm like, okay, yeah. this makes sense. These people know yeah. what the hell they're doing. These are these are veteran people. You know. Yeah. So they, they probably saw us. Like, look at these look at these yeah. rookies coming in here. Idiots. Exactly. You know, it's funny. Well, that's cool. So uh, we might as well talk a little bit about. So um, as a general thing, what do you think of this year's Daytona 500? I loved it. I was. Uh, it did not disappoint at all. It was amazing. I was. I was extremely happy. And 
if you noticed. Yeah, uh, I know. I know she, where you finished. G-Unit yeah. mopped up uh, yeah. in the Fantasy League and, and sitting nice, uh, nice, nice little lead for me right there. I'm in another Fantasy League where uh, I won that one as well, but I switched the drivers up. But Got it. Um, no, I, I, I loved it. I, uh, I had a – my daughter had a volleyball tournament, so I was, I was on like a 30-minute delay. Okay. Uh, DVR'd it. So, and usually – Again, I'm kind of a fanatic, but I I watch real time online and and check the leaderboard and and of course I'll look at everyone else's team to yeah. see how well we're doing. <laughs> but uh, uh, I couldn't do that because I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know who won yeah. that yeah. anything. So you know, 25 to go. I was I was I was a hot mess. I was just pacing and and that because I love that Daytona and Talladega, but mainly Daytona. I love 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 and uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. It did not disappoint. You know. Yeah. You, I think it was what like with maybe ten to go. I think it was, and maybe I don't know ten to go. It was very few laps left. You had um, from first to sixteenth place. It was less than a second yep. difference, and it was like I mean that's just yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that NASCAR didn't change the rules from last year because I know they were talking about how they they kept the rule rule book the same. So. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. You know, I I think that they've they've got the spec right so that. Yeah. You know, it's not a three-car bump draft where three guys can get you know four or five car links out by working with one another. You can still right. you can still bump a little, but but they're able to stay uh, up with one another and and seem to be able to pass occasionally and run two lines you know for for extended periods of time at Daytona, which made it yeah. which made it really interesting and and um, you know it uh, it was a good one and and you had you know well over the first half of the race was all green flag for the most part which is fun it's and i, I like to see green flag pit stops actually you know yeah, me because too. it really makes those guys work and that makes yeah. a huge difference you it know does. so it's it's much more of a deciding factor yeah on that. Pa- passing yeah. passing in the pits sucks you know really you know and so it happens and it's 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 an integral part especially on the short tracks it's it's, it's a big yeah. part of it but but when you get on the super speedways you like to see the guys run and and make you know and and make those seconds really, really count. Sure, and, and, sure. It's much know. more strategic too. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So That's it looks like the package is right. The tires were good. The you know, there's a few. The Penske's obviously had um, know. You know, some issues there. So obviously they were tweaking something and it wasn't working. But but it yeah. looks like mechanically everybody seems pretty set. So uh-huh. uh, all the manufacturers look strong. I mean, including you know, um, and I'm looking at the. Um, the the final thing here, you know, I mean, Toyota was was in the top ten with two cars too. So everybody was. You know, solid. So, you know, I think we're off. To, we're looking at a really interesting, you know, NASCAR season. And uh, I was impressed with, you know, it's great. Logano won. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm neutral in terms of him as a, you know, as a driver. True, but true. It, it's I great mean, for his career. And, and, and exactly. You know, so. I think he uh, said he was the second youngest. Was Trevor Bain? I guess the first youngest driver. I believe so. Yeah. And and is Penske? Is they have they won before? Yeah, no. he did. Um, and the reason I know that is, and I can't remember when it was, but it was a few years ago because it got the monkey off his back right. that Ganassi had done, which is winning Indy and Daytona. Um, you know, so the target cars had won at both places, and Penske hadn't done it. And um, did Kurt Busch win win for Penske at Daytona, maybe? Or I don't know. If uh, somebody did for for Penske. Penske did finally pull it off, and. Uh, and and you know made history because of his his, his um, long history at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But he finally yeah. won a Daytona. He won the Daytona Five Hundred. Do so. you do you ever look at talking about you know Logano's win and every because it, it it what caution came out what um, third cur- uh, third turn yes okay 
And and, and I don't know. And obviously, you watched it, but I I love just because they're those stereotypical NASCAR fans. I'll read the comments. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there was like conspiracy theorists saying that NASCAR gave it to Logano that they felt like if if it would have finished under Green that 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 I guess it was Harvick finished. Who finished second? Yeah. No. Har- uh, hang on. Yeah. Harvick did, and then followed by Dale. Dale, yeah. right, right. They're like, oh, NASCAR gave it to him, you know. If they'd have kept that thing green, he would have won. He had the ears pinned back on that thing. No one was catching it. No, right? he, he he was able to, I mean, he, even he was, before the yellows came out and we did the green-white checkered, I agree with you, he, he had it, you know. I mean, I, I think conspiracy theorists could have come out that maybe they were trying to get Gordon for, for publicity purposes, Zach, because he got the poll and right. he ran up front, but then that seemed, you know, he seemed to go away a little, you know, not, not a way away, but he was in the thick of things. He just couldn't, yeah. you know, couldn't yeah. make it happen. So I was a little worried because I looked at everyone's team and I was like, shit, I probably should have picked Gordon, but I'm, I'm just no, you shouldn't have because I did. So I know, you saw I know. where I finished. He, he, so, yeah. he was like thirty third, so that was yeah. that was a that was a big uh, plus for me. But I'm just I'm a, a diehard Earnhardt fan. Okay. And, course he's gone so yeah uh, i i kind of tend to to lean towards junior and you gotta i kind of think it's it's uh, the loyalty there you got to pick junior at super speedways got it uh, and so as, as sort of a flip to that is there anybody that made a strong impression on you you know this year like sort of like okay wow that guy's you know got it together that's maybe you know, not not in that conversation you have all the time of a flight driver you know? well it's god bless it's so hard to judge how well a team's going to do when you start with daytona because you got people that 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 aren't worth a shit on the on the mile and a half tracks or mile tracks that that do really well at the super speedways right so no i mean not not really it's so i mean like i said it's a this the first race i mean i remember last year in fantasy league i finished dead last i mean i had the worst race i think of the of the season was at daytona because of the wreck and so i i don't think it's a good judge this is just my opinion i don't think i don't think it's a good judge of how well a team's going to do based on daytona i really i mean look at Trevor Bain won it what two years ago, and, and he was miserable the rest of the season. Not miserable, that, but he wasn't even a contender. No, that's true, true. And, and, and but in fairness, he he also didn't really have a full ride, you know. True, um, and true. wasn't yeah. wasn't that. Who's he, um, who's he running? He's running full ride this year, though, right? Who's I think he? I think so. Well, I mean, he was in he's in the mix, and I'm here, I'll scan down because I have it here in front of me. Where did he finish? Um, I don't know where did he, I, I think he got thirtieth. Uh, so he must have. He got caught up in the wreck then because he was. Yeah, no, he was he was running technically. They said so he he oh. obviously did get he, but but thirtieth. Um, you know the guy that I was impressed with, and this is maybe me kind of harking to my IndyCar guys because I I've always, I loved him when he was in IndyCar. Is I actually think Sam Hornish maybe has it finally figured out at the cup True. level. You know, True. He, he ran was... solid and in and ended up twelfth, and I don't okay. know if he got caught in it, but he was. He was in that upper five mix there right at the end. Yeah, yeah he raced he himself there. He was. Um, yeah, who um, I thought did well considering the circumstances too. And this was my this was like my wild card pick on my fantasy league was uh, Smith, who who drove for uh, Kurt Busch. They put in the Haas car. Yeah, Kurt Busch. And yeah. I don't I don't know what their where that stands, but if he's going to ride with uh, with that team the rest of the year, but uh, I was pleased with him. He was like I said, he was my. Well, it, it's an impressive seat driver that that I figured. Well, I, will, I won't burn up Danica or another seat driver. I'll just use him. Well, and that was a, that was a really good call because yeah. you know it it. Thank you, thank it, you. It uh, somebody else did that in our league too. Uh, it, it it you know the the kid and and a great drive by him who you know hadn't 
had to redo the seat Sunday morning. Yeah, every you know, time. I mean, he so was, you know, yeah. He so was, he was uh, last practice I saw. I think he was thirtieth. Yeah. And so it wasn't like he had, um, you know, a lot to work with there. But yeah, he did. He did well. Yeah. And you know, your guys that uh, you got. I thought uh, 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 Carl Edwards was was pretty solid. Yeah. There a little bit. And of course, Jimmy Johnson is yeah. always up there. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. It was. Uh, like I said, the race was – it did not disappoint. It was that was an awesome race. It was. It was a good kick to the season, uh, you know, and beautiful weather. The weather didn't – you know, we didn't have any rain delays or any of that kind of crud mm-hmm. that kind of ruined the, the atmosphere a little bit. So did that's you, good. Did you, uh, did you catch the uh, – I'm going to again call it Bush Series race, but did you watch that in its entirety? I did not. I didn't see any of it. Actually. That was that was an awesome uh, uh, finish because you had uh, – guess his name. What is his name? Ryan Reed, I yeah. think. Ryan Reed pulled it off. You're driving the Lily car, but he, uh, uh, I think he, he pulled it off at a wreck at the very end. It was like one lap, the last lap he kind of pushed through and, and won. That was a cool finish as well. Nice. Kind of a, kind of a surpriser. Nice. No, that's great. I know, kind of jumping around here. but No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. In fact, actually, yes, he did win. I just pulled it up because I had the NASCAR uh, uh, a website up in front of me. So you're right. Mm-hmm. So, so. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting towards the end, at least of when we're probably a little bit over, actually, because I started my clock late and I got a signal from Chris that, that we're we're getting close to the half hour thing. So, I had a couple other questions, but maybe we'll yeah. leave those for for the next time that we uh, we wrap okay. next week. We'll do NASCAR again next week. So, Gannon, we'll uh, we'll be we chatting again. But here was one question I thought I'd throw out, and we can kind of maybe conclude on this. So, if you had a bucket list of races to go to, and this can include NASCAR, what, what would that be, or what what, what if you were kind of to Say hey, you know, before I before I you know have six feet uh, or buried under six feet of dirt, mm. I'd like to go to this. What would that be? Oh man, um, I don't know. I'm kind of spoiled. I I've, I've been to the Daytona 500 several times. Um, saw Earnhardt win. Was there when he died? Yeah. Um, that's kind of like the Super Bowl in NASCAR. Been to Bristol. Okay. I don't know. I would like to do the Indy 500. Okay. Um, I, I think that would be a cool experience. I'd want to do it right. I've been to the Brickyard a, a, a few times, and my seats just weren't the best. But probably that, or honestly, with the new the way they're doing the point system now, I wouldn't mind to do uh, Miami Homestead. Uh, yeah. The end of the if when it comes down, when you actually are coming down to a, you know, the the, the uh, elimination of whatever I'm trying to say here. When it comes down to you, that race is going to decide who wins the cup. Crowning the champion, yeah. With the way they yeah. set that point system up, to where it's it's winner take all in the last race. Is yeah, pretty cool. I think yeah. I think that would be cool um, because you know NASCAR is a little bit different. Where they start with their biggest race in the first season or the first uh, they start their season off with with the biggest race, with the biggest race. Yeah, yeah kind of flip flop. So to to do. I guess is Miami Homestead still going to be the last race this year? I believe so. Um, let me uh, take. A, I'll pull the schedule up again. Um, yeah, but I, I think it is because I think they've made. You know, I think the drivers have referenced. You know, being in the position once you get to Homestead to you know mm-hmm. to pull it all off. So um, that that would be a cool one. I think to be able to do that. If if I should say if uh, if maybe my favorite driver uh, <laughs> was was running for the for the crown. I guess. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, cool. Well, very good. Well, um, you know, I, I think uh, I think we're going to call this a wrap on the on the first edition of uh, awesome. of, of this is Spinal Lap. Gannon, thank you so much for being hey, on. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate and uh, we we will uh, we'll bring you back next week. We'll talk a little more, maybe a little more detail about the race itself, and I'll try to think okay. of some other corny questions to ask you to to keep this going. So, right on. Um, again, for everybody out there that's pulled this down and listening to this first one, we appreciate it. 
and we will be using our Twitter feed and Facebook to, to post when uh, when our next podcast will be uh, be airing. So thank you so much. Again, Gannon, thank you. And, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, that's it from here from the Ignotainment Studios. This is Spinal Lap with Greg Mefford, only on the Ignotainment Media Network. Visit our website at www.spinallap.com. Follow us on Twitter at Spinal Lap or on Facebook at This Is Spinal Lap. Only on the Ignotainment Media Network.